BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. A Dear Media original podcast. What's up, you guys? We're back. That we are. Back to the Beach with Kristen and Steven is back for season two. And honestly, guys, I think we got something even more unpredictable than season one. We've got the new cast members, we've got the old cast members, and we've got some opportunists. Oh, God. But don't worry, you guys. We're going to break it all down, and we're going to do it with some major guests this season. Yeah, so tune in every Tuesday for Season 2 of Back to the Beach. A Dear Media original. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll do an introduction. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> Twist my arm. Okay, Caitlin fucking Bristow yeah. is on the podcast. I'm so excited. I just told you that I was a viney. Do you call them? Or vinos? Oh, wow. A true vino <laughs> over here not knowing how to pronounce it. <laughs> Way to humble me. Wait, it's off the vine. So it's winos? No, it's vinos. Oh, so, so I said it. I get You said vineys. Oh, okay. But that's okay. You can honestly call... Whatever you want to be, I, I'm here for it. Okay, so yeah. I listen. I told you like, I used to listen to Off the Vine, an armchair expert. I'm so flattered. Those were my two. Yeah. Until you know we started podcast and, and like then you, you can't imagine listening yeah. to more than. Is it because why? I don't why know. Can, it makes no sense because I don't really listen to my own either. I don't listen to my own, but here, I'll tell you why oh. I can't listen to other yeah. podcasts is because I. Then I play the comparison game oh. and I have imposter syndrome. Oh. And I go, am I not good enough to be podcasting? And I don't want to go down that spiral. Really? No, I don't have that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Just kidding. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> I get that with following people on Instagram that yeah. do similar things to what I do. Same. I can follow models, celebrities, Same. influencers that yeah. are like different, but following like a pop culture account, then I'm like, what if your thoughts will become my thoughts yeah. by accident? And us? you know how like the internet like copies each other, but like it's the not really copying because everyone does the same thing. Yes, because I just posted a TikTok where I was doing the, yes, you can hold my hand if you want to. Is that a new thing? Maybe, but I copied it off of Girl 
And I what's like did this. What's the girl? I forget her name, but she's a real inspiration to me. <laughs> she's a viney. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is her name I, girl? No, I'm going to look it up. But when I was doing it, I was inspired by, by her because. Wait, isn't that the thing about TikTok though? You use exactly. other people's things? Okay. And then, so I did it. Oh, shoot. I can't. I'm editing a video and I'm way too far in to do this. Oh, my God. You can't exit it now? No. Okay. But a girl commented on my video and she was like, you're trying way too hard to be blah, blah, blah. The girl that I got the information from. And I was like, well, isn't that what TikTok is? Aren't we all just stealing each other's shit? The girl I got the information from. Yeah. You're showing your age, Caitlin, with the information. I did. (laughs) I mean, I like remixing. What do they call it on TikTok? Look, I didn't even know what a get ready with me was. I thought it was like a I thought it was a GRWM. I thought it was a grown woman. I thought that's what that stood for. And I was like, yeah, grown woman with me. No, I can't. I I, have you done one? So I did one. For, oh, my God. For the first time yesterday. As a joker for realsies. Joke. Okay. And I d- literally said at the end, welcome to the like most like there was no point to this TikTok. I did not even teach you anything. I said dumb stuff and I didn't even get ready with you. I literally put on like <laughs> one coat of mascara and lip gloss in that whole video. And it was a complete fail. And I felt like I was 37 years old trying to be 22 year old Alex Earl. Oh, my God. Tell me. About this Alex Earl. I, okay, so I'm not on TikTok. Okay. What? What? And I'm the old p- person that's like, I'm not that. downloading another I app. I respect that. I know, but like, I keep on being a little tempted and something brings well, me out of it. Will you be on it? I can't do it. I don't know how to, if you showed me the app, like, I don't even know. Do you, okay, so let's say it's two people. People. Yeah. Does it do it for you? Where like, it goes to the. No, it's a lot of work. It's a lot it of work. It is a lot of work, but I think your podcast clips would be. I know. They would my, do well literally, my agent is like, like I'll post the clips. I'm like, yeah. I no, but here's how I feel. First of all, I, 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 I started this Instagram and, I, and my podcast with like such passion, dedication. I'm not gonna half-ass. I'm not gonna open it because I'm like, I should be on there. I don't feel like I need. That's to. why you've done so well is because you can tell you're passionate about it. Yeah, and you've committed to it. But you got to think of it as TikTok just being another platform for you to have. How many platforms do you need? You know what. The possibilities are really endless because that's money in your pocket. That's how you feel. It's like a business thing, you think? Yeah. Well, TikTok for me is really fun. I feel like on Instagram, I do show my personality and TikTok. I've usually just been copying other people's (laughs) stuff. But the get ready with me, I'm like, wait, I can do get ready with me, but make it my own get ready with me where I'm like not trying so hard. And I'm like, people don't really care about how I'm getting ready. They care to see my quirkiness and that's what comes out. They don't care Wait, so what- so tell me about this Alex Earl phenomenon. I, no shade against her. I don't get it. I don't get, no, but that's why you're, by, by the way, you're here to explain it to me. So you better get okay. it. Okay, well, I get, okay. I guess it's because I'm 37 right. and she's 22. Right. If I was 22, I would get it because right. she's living a dream. People are like, she's so relatable. Wait, but aren't like, we past worshiping people living dreams? Aren't we in a stage of- that's no. why I'm a little confused yeah. about her because she's one, she's beautiful, beautiful, and rich. she's sweet and very rich. Yeah. And so people are like, she's so relatable. And I'm like, relatable to me is like picking my nose in your car at a red light. Like relatable to me is not showing up on a private jet Yeah. to like your Christmas party. I wonder, um, is it she invented the GRWN grown woman while you're talking? Is that true? No. Oh, did she? I don't know. While you're like telling a story. She's really good at that. to the thing. She's really good at that. But I don't know because I just started. I don't even follow her, I don't think. But I just started 
getting fed knowing, her. Yes, getting fed. She is being spoon <laughs> fed, fed to down me. my throat. I know. That's what I don't like about the TikToks is like, I don't want you telling me. But it's funny. I told my sister yesterday we were in the car. She was coming with me to like a stylist appointment. And we were just talking about this Alex Earl thing. By the way, I was a thousand years old being like, what's this Alex Earl? And like my sister was like, I'm like, Alex. I made her more unique in the pronunciation. <laughs> anyway, so my sister was like, she was at Haley's event. She was here. She was there. And I was telling my sister, like, it's really flattering when all these people want you. Yeah. But I was trying to explain to her how the industry works. Where like the people that want her don't necessarily want her because they love her. They want her because she's hot right now. Totally. So everyone's right. And then get to the stylist appointment. I'm like, there was like an assistant there or something. And her name was Alex. Mm-hmm. But with an I. So I was yeah. like, oh, my God, we were just talking about Alix Earl. Alix. <laughs> And she was, <laughs> she didn't like it. She didn't think it was funny. I was like, that's crazy. A leaks and a leaks. And so they were like, oh my God, all the stylists are fighting over her right now. Like, and Maeve, she, Maeve dressed her. Maeve Riley, who used to do a Hailey Bieber. Okay. She won like the stylist battle. Okay. But basically these girls were like, we're not that into her. We were just fighting over her. Cause so my sister was like, it's exactly what you said in the car. It's like, Everyone wants a piece of you yeah. once you're a hot commodity. Yeah. So it's like flattering, but it's also like they're you like it's you're being kind of used. I'm worried for her, to be honest with you. About young people getting into it. Well, because I'm like, man, if that happened to me at 22 and you peak like that. Yeah. It's and crazy. then you but you don't you don't have that understanding of that people are just using you. You're like, oh, I'm actually it right now. Right. And it's scary. I always I, think I'm, I'm I'm like the I'm on the other side. I'm like, but why? What, what do they want from me? I'm same. Like, I don't trust anyone. I'm yeah. dated. Wait, I'm okay. Yeah. But let's get to you because that's why we're here. Okay, tell me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> fine. So, really big fan. I told you I tried nice. to have you on my podcast for years. It's why fine. did it Ignore take this long? Me. Was I saying no? I'm on my <laughs> Caitlin. <laughs> that's so. Weird. No, you never. No, you never said no. Okay. Good. I, I, I think like, there I was once where it was going to happen and then it was like you weren't doing Zooms and then it was kind of like... Oh, I did go through a no Zoom phase. Yeah. And then listen, it finally happened. Well, Who cares? T- the divine timing is what yeah, I always Yeah, I mean, timing is a really important thing. Yeah. I listen to your podcast, watch your season, huh? obviously ship you and Jason. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice. <laughs> And okay, so you're saying you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't have wanted to be 22. What age did you start then? 29. Okay. And that is a huge, di- that's a huge difference. I'm so glad because I, at like 25, was like, I need to be on TV or something. And I was trying so hard to do things on like YouTube and it just like, really? Wasn't a- yeah. Is it findable? Oh, <laughs> Gosh, I hope not. I made sure one of my girlfriends is like, I don't even know how to describe her. She used to work for Scooter Braun. Now Mm. she's like, she's just like a boss. Yeah. And she like helped me delete a lot of things off the internet when I went on TV. (laughs) Wait, so you want, so only in 2015, only when you were 25, you got the bug or when growing up, were you like wanting to be? No, I always had the bug. Yeah. But not like. I don't know how to explain it. I just loved entertaining. I loved making my family laugh growing up, but I was actually quite shy in public. And then in high school, I kind of grew into, I don't know, myself and was like, oh, I can like make other people laugh that aren't my family. Okay, let's try that. And then I loved entertaining. And then I was dancing and I found that as like a form of entertainment. And then 
yeah, when I was 25, I'll never forget this guy, Dave Lingwood, who was on the show The Buried Life. I don't know if you remember that show. It was on MTV years ago. It was guys that wanted to cross things off their bucket list. And along the way, they would help other people cross things off their bucket list. And they picked me to be on their TV show. And I was like, this is my moment. <laughs> and then they cut the episode because... What were you supposed to do? So they're trying to cross something off my bucket list. And I auditioned for a music video. It was, I'm pretty sure, for like Soldier Boy. And I didn't get picked. So they had to like scratch my episode and, <laughs> and put a blind cowboy riding a horse. And that was on his bucket no, list. And that stop. was much more, you know... Wait, were you auditioning for stuff or that just happened? No, that just happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what were you actually doing to like make that something happen? Nothing. I mean, I'm just manifesting T's and P's thoughts and prayers. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was manifesting. No, I was just working at a restaurant in Vancouver and like meeting a bunch of famous people because everybody films there. But oh, really? Like, oh, true. What thinking are they that was my, now? You should hear the people I've served in really? my days. Hilarious. So what do you, did you try to like? No, learn? I always acted like I didn't know who they were. Okay, so how is that going to like, like help you? Because they'd be like, wow, she's so cool. <laughs> oh, oh, Let's it would, put her in my yeah, movie. It would be like the stories you always hear. Like they found Johnny Depp on the street in like Knoxville. Pamela Anderson. Knoxville. Am I, making, I know his town. Pamela Anderson was discovered at Vancouver, British Columbia, BC Lions CFL football game on the big screen. I was a cheerleader for the BC Lions and thought, this is how she's going to get discovered. Yeah. But then I lost all that. And I was like, actually, I'll just chase a hockey player because I'm Canadian. That's the dream. And did you? Yeah, I did. Did you date one? Yeah. Moved everywhere for him. Stop. Lost myself. Got addicted to Valium. <laughs> that's pre -tw That's at 25? Yeah. Pre-25. 25, 26, 27 Valium. is when it was. 27 was like a really dark time for me. And then I was like, I don't care about anything except being happy. And then I rebuilt myself did so much therapy. And then that's when I got a call to go on The Bachelor. Got a call. Explain. My girlfriend sent in like paperwork, pictures. Did you know? Videos. Yeah. She told me she was doing it because after the breakup, I was like, I'll never find love again. And she was like, you would be great on The Bachelor. And I was like, I don't think they take you Canadians. You like such a goody too. She was on The Bachelor. I can't imagine. I did not. No, but like you were like. Are you kidding sitting? me? I was like the controversial one. No, I know. But like you were like. Such a baby. I can't. I was what innocent. I'm saying is I can't imagine you being on Valium. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bad. It was bad. I was just so I was in such a dark place when it was the first breakup I've ever gone through. And if anyone's listening to this and they've listened to my podcast, they're like, you've beat that dead horse so badly that he's in another <laughs> like he's reincarnated and he's living a good life and you're still beating him. But I've I was so broken when that relationship ended because I thought that's who I was going to marry. And I had no job, no money. I had no education, no plan, no hopes for my future. And I had to like kind of restart and shout out to Jason Tardick's book, Restart Reset. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to have to rebuild myself and like start over at a restaurant and like work my way back up, I guess. And that was at 27. But in that time before I decided to like go to therapy, I lived with my parents and was on like antidepressants and Valium to like get by. It was crazy. So being on the Valium then is what got you addicted to it? Yeah. So I was like, oh, what? I can just take this pill and be numb. Oh, my God. I was so Intense. into it. And then my whole family was like. Help. Yeah, you have a really close family. Yeah. And yeah. they were like, Caitlin, you were a shell of yourself at the end of that relationship. You can't like now numb your shell of yourself and like expect to move forward in life. Like 
let's help you get out of that. So then they did. Okay. Yeah. So then Bachelor happened. And then Bachelor. And you're like, ooh, did you watch the show? Did you know? Oh, yeah. I was a huge fan. I actually, my girlfriend put in all the videos in to be on Juan Pablo's season. And they didn't call me for that. And then I just kind of forgot about it. And I was working at the restaurant one day. And I got a call from a number, California number. And I didn't answer it. And then I listened to the message. And they're like, hey, it's Lacey casting from ABC's The Bachelor. Wondering if you're like single and still thinking about coming on the show. And I was like, I was dating a guy at the time. I was like, hey, Corey, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> I'm, I'm going on oh, TV. Wait. If it was now, there would be like articles about it. There was. Corey, oh, yeah? Yeah. Corey came out of the woodwork and was like, she left me. No, Corey didn't. But after, so I moved to Vancouver after I got the call and met a guy. And he was incredible. He was so great. But again, obviously not my guy because I was like, hey, don't let don't fall in love with me. <laughs> Because I'm going on The Bachelor. <laughs> and then I left. And yeah, so, but there was articles being like, she's the phoniest. And they had pictures of me and him. And he Stop. was like, no, she actually told me the whole time she was going. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, so he, did, so he was a cutie. He, oh, he's a gem. Gem, married with a baby now, super sweet, firefighter, real hero. Oh, yeah. it's like funny that you know all that info about this man. Well, I dated him. No, I know, but so long ago. <laughs> oh, well, we're still Instagram friends. Aww. Oh, yeah, he's lovely. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so you go on Chris Soul season. Do you know it's Chris Soul's before? I was hoping it was. It was between him and Ari. Linda Vike? <laughs> sure. I don't know how you say it. <laughs> it was him? Yeah. He only got it years later then. I know. That's crazy. They've always wanted him to be The Bachelor. Wow. Yeah. I mean, his story is one that really ended up working oh my gosh they're adorable like really cute yeah three Family, kids like yeah. they did the thing they make sense and they they're did, very and cute. they did it like yeah. they 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 got married they had kids like yeah. all the shit okay yeah. so crystals you were the third yes so like bronze medal on the wait, podium so in your competitive nature are you like happy about that that you were like yes in the in the top because, three? that's where it was actually confusing to be on that show is because i am so competitive and i was very confused i was like do i actually love him or am i being competitive i was being competitive <laughs> <laughs> you can say that now or did you know then i i kind of knew like i was i remember thinking that the whole way through and when we got down to final 3 i got really scared cuz i was like what if it is me and then I was like, do I love him? Am I being manipulated? Am I being brainwashed? Am I being competitive? And I really had to like journal about it. And one of the great things about being on The Bachelor is you don't have any other distractions. So you don't have a phone. You don't have books to read. You can't watch TV. You can't talk to your family. You can't talk to anyone that grounds you. So you're really like left with your thoughts. And I really pondered on that for a long time of if I was actually in love or if I was just like wanting to be the best. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was both. For were you me. like, foo, when you were in pick, though? Not at the in the moment, but I'll never forget. So The Bachelor has a therapist, I guess. And she came into my room. She has to check on everybody who gets dumped. Oh, and nice. she came into my room. And I was hysterically bawling. I was sad because I was like, no, I think I really did love him. And she was like, Caitlin, every rose ceremony you got through, I was so scared for you because you would have been bored to death with that man. Oh, I like this therapist. Same. So I was like, oh, you're not working with the show. You're a true therapist. Yeah. And, I, and it was in that moment where I was like, oh, wow, I've never had. So I've been surrounded by producers for so yeah. long. How nice to just have a real thought. Yeah. And a real 
statement said to me where it's like, no, you wouldn't have been happy. And I was like, you're right. That's crazy how long you've been in this bachelor world. Isn't it? Very. Okay, y'all remember if you followed me from a while back that Dime Beauty was my first ever real skincare routine. And yes, I started a skincare routine way later than Penelope Disick. Okay, I started about 30. Um, and Dime Beauty was it. It was my first like full line of products from like a cleanser to hyaluronic acid, vitamin C, day cream, night cream. Just they have everything. And what I love about them is it's clean, uh, vegan, cruelty-free, no harsh chemicals. Uh, and they're ranked between a one to three on the EWG toxicity scale. Courtney would definitely approve. None of the ingredients they use have been banned to use during pregnancy and breastfeeding. So that's an important thing to know. They also have free shipping over orders of $75 and also they're fragrance free, which I love because fragrance is such a personal thing. It could either make or break a product. So fragrance free, you know, is not only better for you because fragrances can be harmful to the skin and clog your pores, but also just makes it way easier to just, you know, love the product for what it is. No fragrance attached. So they're also very budget friendly and that's important. And their packaging is not only chic and just black and glass, but they're also eco-friendly and you can return up to 60 days. Okay, you guys. So to get all this with 20% off, you use code NOTSKINNY20 at checkout for 20% off your entire order. That's not skinny 20 at checkout uh, for 20% off your entire order of Dime Beauty products. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. If you have Shopify, then that would be the notification you get when you make a sale. How exciting would that be? Except not cha-ching. It would be clink, clink. And you'd be at a dinner and be like, Oh my God, click, cling. I made a sale, click, cling. I made another sale, click, cling, cling. I made another sale. So if y'all don't know, let me break it down. Shopify is what powers almost every online shop that you buy stuff from. So whether you're buying merch from an influencer or beauty products from uh, Skin by Kim, it is powered by Shopify. Like that's what's making you able to click buy to, to put in your credit card information. So that means that any person doing anything, wanting to sell anything can do it using Shopify. Okay. So it's easy. It's not only for big, big brands. It's also for new and growing entrepreneurs. So no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify is there to empower you with the confidence to control and revolutionize your business. So whether you want to sell t-shirts or wax candles you made or, you know, whatever you can use Shopify. Okay. Shopify also has 24 seven help and an extensive business course library. So sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash not skinny. That's all lowercase. Again, that's a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash not skinny. Go to shopify.com slash not skinny to take your business to the next level. Shopify.com slash not skinny. So Becca Tilly was the second. Yeah. Do you like her? Are you friends with her? Love her. So happy for her, her and her girlfriend. Like, 
I don't know them. They're I amazing. haven't seen much of Becca. Like, I, but but I'm just so happy for this couple that I don't know. So it's her and Haley before right? her and Haley came out and announced their relationship. Like everyone knew probably. If you googled Becca Tilly lesbian, it came up with me. <laughs> Because we talked about how our love was like so real out of that show. And we said, could you imagine if we were like the first lesbian couple out of The Bachelor? And that would come up in articles. So now I got drowned out by Haley. But I love them. They're so cute together. They're really cute. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So what was the fame like after that show? Like, was it what we know today? Was it like Instagram followers? Was it? Yeah, it was actually the start of Instagram. So when I went on The Bachelor, I think that was the first season from then till now where you actually weren't trying to go on for Instagram. Like it, we didn't know that was going to be a thing. So I was truly going on for an experience. I was like, well, people could build a brand or do something. Yeah, you were very open as a viney. <laughs> As a true Viney. As a true Viney. <laughs> I remember that that's something you always like were honest about. You were yeah. like, I knew you could like build a brand, yeah. do a thing and like also find something like yeah, bonus. OK. Yeah. So the fame was crazy because I everyone says you sign up for it or, you know, what's going to happen. And you're like, no, I actually had no idea that was going to come from it. So I didn't know people were going to offer me money to post on Instagram. I didn't know I love how you were building a brand and you were a waitress before. Like what <sighs> brand were you building? Just brand of Caitlin Bristow. <laughs> I love that. Like you had so much. Like I just thought I I I thought I wanted to share therapy stuff. Like I was like I want to have a voice and talk about how important therapy is and like being your biggest cheerleader and like growing just based on being authentic. Like that was already in my brain oh. before knowing that could actually be. Well, a you kind of did that though. Yeah, with the pod. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Thanks. Okay, but yeah, it was crazy. So the fame Instagram followers did come. Was there like paparazzi was the wildest thing to me because I never thought paparazzi would ever follow me. And it was very short lived, which was fun because I can't imagine having that. Really? It wasn't fun. It was fun for about like a week. And then I was like, "Okay, this is terrible. Was this in L.A.? Yeah. And Vancouver, actually. Were you trying to live in L.A. then? No, I never tried. Oh, you never tried? No. No. Really? I wanted to get in and get out and I didn't want to get chewed up and spat out and I kind of did, but so see that's something I feel like with age. You know what I mean? That you had totally. that oh, I inner voice telling you like because I feel like everyone usually in the Bachelor they're like from Alabama and yeah. they move to LA, yeah, by themselves. Like the day they get kicked out of the so show. many Bachelor people do too, and I get it because it's like there are opportunities. But I was so focused on staying grounded and like humble, and I got scared to get lost in that. And I didn't want it to be like a taste of a drug where you got a little taste of fame and then Mm. you just go down like the rabbit hole. Yeah. And I wanted to actually like build a life for myself, which again, you're right. It came with age because if that was me at 25, I would (laughs) have I wouldn't be here. You'd be like partying in L.A. And I did that, too. But I was able to like separate. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go do that. But then I want to come back here and I want to like build a life for myself. So were there trolls then and mean people or not as much as today? I'm yes. trying to make it like it's worse today and you're not helping me. Oh. Is it um, not worse today? It was bad then? Yeah, in it was 2015? Really bad. It was really bad. Really? Yeah. But you're it talking. It probably is worse today. People thought you were controversial after your season. I didn't yeah. remember that people thought you were controversial after. Chris's this- season? Yeah. Yeah, they did make me kind of an angel. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've. 
not that they made me, but yeah. they definitely showed my more relatable side and like having my walls up and then being like, okay, I'm going to trust my gut and fall in love and like letting it all down and then getting hurt. Yeah. And then the bachelorette, it was like, oh God, she has sex. What? Controversy with you if you guys haven't watched with your bachelorette because then you got yeah. to be bachelorette. Yeah. Which is huge. What was that like getting the call or? Well, it was crazy because they've only ever had another Canadian be the bachelorette once. And she was Jillian Harris. Shout out. She was one of my favorite bachelorettes. But I was like, ah, they're not going to pick like an edgy swearing Canadian who like talks about sex all the time. Like they want girl next door. Yeah. Emily Maynard vibes. And so when they pit, or when they called me to like talk about it, I was like, what? Because, you know, reality, Steve. Yeah. He like had said this girl would never be the bachelorette. She's so He's out wrong there all the fucking time. He's wrong about my season, too. He's wrong all the time. And so I was like, oh, OK, it's probably not me. So when they called, I was like, what? And then they're like, but there's a catch. You're going to be competing against Brit. Yeah. Two bachelorettes. The guys will pick who it will be. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm out. I'm not doing that. Yeah. And they were like, well, how about this paycheck? And I was like, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So then it was competitive. What if you would you have gotten that paycheck if you weren't picked? But I did negotiate to have I still would have got money if it was picked. Yeah. Did you have like an agent like already you were like set up, had people. I had an entertainment lawyer that helped me. Okay, And then, as we all know, you got picked. Yeah. And your season was crazy. So the controversy (laughs) I wonder, okay, this is another question. Okay, the craziness from your season was really the the sex with Nick. Yeah. By all. Yeah. Who we know today. Yeah. By the way, he just got engaged. Congrats. Yeah. Did you text him? Congratulations. I didn't because he does a whole thing about like not texting your ex. And I was like, is this me crossing a line? <laughs> or like his whole shtick is like, right. don't that's text his, your ex. That's the name of his book. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I wanted to. But then I was like, or is that weird? Yeah. But I am genuinely happy for them because they seem legitimately meant for each other yeah and sweet and like i believe in their love yeah yeah i do did you know that she's 23 i did because people were shocked that she's 23 and people are also shocked to know that nick is like 42 yeah which like he should come out with some skincare yeah drop your skincare yeah yeah it's crazy because so what happened he did a podcast not too long ago where he was kind of dragging me for stringing him along on The Bachelorette. And I was like, wait, that was five years ago. Wait, this is after you did podcasts together, though. Oh, yeah. This was, like, actually quite recent, like, a couple, few months ago. And he was, like, kind of calling me selfish and saying I strung him along. Said your name or was, like, talking? Oh, yeah, yeah. Same okay. And I was like, oh, that's too bad. That That's weird. I didn't expect him to kind of go off on me like that. I thought we were friends. But did okay. people send it to you? How do you know? Oh, that's yeah. Like, oh, it's people send it to you. Yes. And then I can't. What's the name of the account? Like Game of Roses podcast yeah. tagged me in something. And they're like, Caitlin, he like he went off on this for like a solid 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's, that's kind of mean. And so then somebody else posted and they're like, Nick, you did the same thing on your season. You knew it was Vanessa from wait, he day was, one. Whoa, wait, he was dragging. You was about to. I mean, he better than anyone knows it's a TV show and like the shit right. that you have to do. That's why it was very confusing. And they were like, he's still butthurt. And they were like, by the way, your girlfriend was 15 while she was watching <laughs> your, this happen. And I was like, wait, what? And then I looked up the age and I, and I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. Men's egos, let me tell you, are so big. So big. That they can't live life. Like he literally probably even though he was cool with you, you guys like kind of made up. Yeah. It's still there for him. It's still there. That and you that's, rejected I mean, him. 
Sean Booth. Also ego. Also ego. I'll never forget. I said, Sean, if you just put your ego aside, we could probably work. And he was like, what ego? You've crushed my ego. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Sean, I remember you going through that with Sean and also thinking just the ego was so big. Uh, You couldn't get over the Nick thing. I remember. No, never. I still don't think he is. He was on Jason's flight today to New York. No. (laughs) Hilarious. Yeah. Did they say hello? No. Did they see each other? Yeah. What are the odds? That's what I said. I went four years without running into him anywhere. And he lives in Nashville. I've seen him three times in the last three months. Do you say hi? No, I would love to, though. But no, it's it hasn't been like we're like right there and could say hi. It was more like he was in a distance. And you think he hates you? No, I think he did for a long time. Yeah. And I think now he probably is. I hope over it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I would I I would love to just be able to say like if Did I Did you ever him, say like, who ended it? Yeah. I just it's still confusing because I'm like, we both kind of did. He basically he basically said, like, I don't know why I can't get over it and I don't know why I can't love you the way that you need me to. And I was like, So what am I supposed to do? Like, do I stay Wait, with you? You guys were together for years though. Years. How many years? Six? Three and a half. Okay. I really took wow. it. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot, though. Yeah, it was a lot. To be engaged he from the Bachelor franchise. over Nick? No. No, I think that is. Did he watch the season? Yeah. Do you understand now couples that are together after seeing their season that, like, wilder shit goes on? You're like, wow, you got over that? And you're, like, with yeah. your partner where he couldn't get over this? Yeah, because I'm, like, I I want to have a little bit of compassion and empathy for it because I don't know if I could get over that either. You know, like, him having sex with another woman on national television and me just being, like, ah, it was me the whole time and then watching it back and being, like, oh, <laughs> shit, it was not me the whole time. Like, I get that that is yeah. totally, And then you like, find out, like, after you're engaged. Yeah. Yeah. I But, I mean, I made sure to tell him everything that happened before he proposed to me because I didn't want him to watch back. Yeah. And see everything. Ugh, so. maybe there needs to be like a no watch back rule. Do you think though that you be. being way more, I would say like famous and, and love than him played a part in it? I think that would, Jason and I talked about this the other day because to have a healthy relationship needs to start on a really solid foundation. And to start on a foundation where you're dating a bunch of other dudes and it's manipulated television and edited and copy and pasted what you were saying and you're saying about someone else and it's just a mind fuck. Yeah. So to come out of that and actually have confidence in your love would be really challenging. And I think no matter who you are, like I, again, I want to have compassion for Sean's feelings in that because as much as that pissed me off and I wanted to be like, get the fuck over it. Yeah. I also was like, God, I would be really insecure too. Yeah. We've all, don't get me started on inner child work. I'm about to go do a huge therapy retreat about inner child work. And he went through some really tough stuff as a kid and mm. didn't trust people. Yeah. And so I try and look at it from that perspective. Yeah. He He did some really hurtful things to me and I did some hurtful things to him and I don't know. It's just it's a really tough show to come out of and have a healthy relationship. Okay, so I've seen this brand all over Instagram and they are really, really, really getting me. 
more and more intrigued. I just discovered them. Modern Age. Okay. They're a new healthcare company. They're on a mission to slow down aging. So getting older is inevitable and I'm embracing age, but how we feel and look as we get older is well within our control. Modern Age is all about helping people get proactive about how they age. So they launched this aging wellness assessment, which looks at over 55 markers of health to uncover underlying issues that your regular doctor might not notice. You can even find out if you're at risk for diseases like cancer, Alzheimer's, osteoporosis, and heart disease. This type of health assessment used to only be available to elite athletes like me and celebrities. Everyone deserves to feel and look their best, whether you're having issues with sleep, energy, mood, focus, wrinkles, or even low sex drive. The expert clinicians at Modern Age can help you uncover the root cause and find out exactly how to get you back to feeling like yourself. So how does it work? You start by coming into one of the beautiful Modern Age studios in flat iron or the Upper East Side for a blood panel and bone scan. Then you'll complete a couple online assessments to measure your cognitive function and subjective age. After that, your modern age clinician will sit down with you for a full hour to go over all your results and give you personalized treatment recommendations. The best part is you can get it all taken care of right there at modern age. They offer treatments like IV drip therapy, hormone replacement therapy, Botox, and more to improve how you feel inside and out. And listeners of my podcast can get 20% off their first treatment. Just use code NOTSKINNY20 when you check out at Modern Age Studio. So again, the code is NOTSKINNY20 when you check out at the Modern Age Studio. If you're even a little bit curious, You've got to book a free consultation at Modern Age. Their clinicians are super helpful. They'll walk you through everything with no pressure, no commitment. Head to modernage.com to book your free consultation. And the code is NOTSKINNY20 to get 20% off. Did you get jelly watching Jason and Becca? No, not even a little bit. (laughs) Wait, so why? How do you? Well, I'm looking back, but weren't they like in the, like, they were like in Europe. It was very like, conservative I feel like well Jason's a little bit conservative right and, and like you know and then polished. he was more he was like more slick even oh he was Mr. Buttoned up <laughs> slick banker like Jason nice shoes like yeah those, like yeah worky shoes yeah he was so sweet he still is sweet did but you like, watch he was so, it then yeah did you like put your eye on him were you like hmm, I wanted him that? to be the bachelor Oh, like you were like rooting for him. Yeah, yeah. I was totally rooting for yeah. him. Like I wanted him to find love. And I was like, oh, he's so cute if he like took out the gel. And <laughs> like, because I was like, the slick back look is really a thing. But I was like, he's so smart and yeah. kind and well-spoken and like good looking and all these things. And I really wanted him to be the bachelor. And so even, no, Becca Kufrin, who he was in love with, is one of our great friends. <laughs> You would say that, though, who he was in love with? Yeah. Um, that's, you, that's an intense thing to say. I asked him. I was like, were you actually in? Because I think about myself in that situation with Chris Souls, And I'm like, I don't know if I was actually in love with him. Yeah. So in you the asked time, him? maybe. So I asked him. And he said, yeah. And he said, yeah. You guys are so like healthy communicators. Well, in some aspects, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, yeah. Did it sting? No. Wait, she's with Thomas? Yeah. Engaged. Like if Jason would ever post anything about his time I'd be like don't do that yeah but it's not like I love her and I get why he was in love with her she's one of my favorite people out of the whole franchise oh really yeah yeah so I get it I get it I just get it and I know he's not in love with her anymore right but it's funny because I was so insecure with Sean where if he was in love with somebody else I couldn't even hear her name oh yeah but Jason just makes you feel really secure yeah I know it's nice I love that yeah just for a second about the backlash you got about the sex stuff yeah how weird. Bizarre. 
Like, okay, I'm asking the same question, but do you think that today, today, like fucking January 2023? No. No, right? No, you're right about that. Yeah, finally. Yeah. <laughs> finally, I I'll got it today. You, I'll give you I that. I got it today. I'll give you that. Because people were like, how, oh, what was I, the thing? Uh, we're like, everybody now has sex on the show. I remember Hannah Brown having sex in a windmill four times and people were like raising, raising the roof right. for her. And I right. was like, I and I love that because- Part of the reason like, I was paved the way. Yeah. They were like, Caitlin walked so Hannah could run. Yeah. And I was like, I love that. Yeah. Because part of the reason I did want to talk about it is I was like, why are we why are we shaming people for this? Or like we make fun of virgins and then we shame people who you know have what's sex. Funny, though, Caitlin, that the person you did it with was Nick. I mean, it's <laughs> like like, it, like it's like a good story. Do you get yeah. what I mean? Where oh, I'm yeah. going with this. It's like. It's such a good story to tell your grandkids. I can't wait to tell my grandkids <laughs> and show them and on like YouTube. And like remember forever, but it's not, but it but it could have been I feel like a different dude to be to for the story to be better. Well, the whole thing was I mean, even the producers really sexualized Nick to me. Like what? they were, they were like, like he's so There's one producer. I've never even said this. You get the exclusive. One producer actually said to me after I would kiss him, she'd come and like, like wipe my, vagina. Li- my lips and she would swipe my lips and like lick her lips and be like, oh, I just want to know what that tastes like to like make out with Nick. They made they really like put him on a pedestal to me. And he was less hot then. That was pre glow up, pre glow up. And they that re- was pre glow up. And Sean was so good looking. I Sean was always was, like Sean could get it totally yeah, and like, i was like oh well it's shot and then but they really but you know that was part of their tactic and and way she to, like that is raunchy i know i know so you were thinking oh so you were like basically brainwashed. brainwashed that he's a sexual beast that you need to like and he find would, out and he like he was very sexual with me he really like made me feel desired and he'd like like he was really sexual yeah and is it weird thinking back about this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, God, now I'm like, I think of him as like, oh, it's Nick. Like, yeah, I don't even remember that's who that was. Like, yeah. it feels like a, a it's character weird. on that's the show what I'm to me. saying like, there's Nick and there's the like weird thing now that it's like, are you cool? Or are you not? Yeah. But it's also the guy. No, that it's you so weird. did the thing with that like Sean was so upset over and yeah. like this whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, congrats to Nick. Are you going to like, be, like, are we okay? <laughs> Well, we'll see if I'm invited to the wedding. I'm just kidding. Are all bachelor people invited? Do you think he'll have a lot of bachelor? I feel like he'll invite you. You think no? If he did, it would be for headlines. <laughs> be for see good podcast content. Like, would I, you I, go? I don't trust anyone. Would I go? If, yeah, I probably would. If you were invited, well, Jason and Nick are friends too. Oh, they're friendly. Yeah. Oh, this bachelor nation. It's people. bizarre. Think about it though. I, <laughs> I was in love with Chris Souls. And then I had sex with Nick, but then I was also in love with Ben Higgins, but then I picked Sean and now I'm with Jason. Like, and it's ben, so no, weird. And like all these people really evolved since like Ben Higgins is like different. Yeah. Living a kind of different life. Right. Totally. Wow. Caitlin, you really want to throw them. <laughs> hey, but you got some good ones. You got some like Ben Higgins is a really good one. Yeah. He was in great company. Good guys. <laughs> <laughs> ben Higgins was a good one. OK. Jason. Yeah. So saw him rooting for him. And then you guys clicked when he came on your podcast. Yeah. Was he a Viney? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm switching their names to Viney forever. No, he was just kind of like doing his media rounds. Yeah. In he, Nashville. No, we were in. I was in Seattle visiting a girlfriend. Oh. 
I literally took an Uber to go to the studio to podcast with Jason and I almost canceled because I was bawling my eyes out in the Uber because Sean was being mean to me because we had already broken up and I don't know. He was being mean. And right before I got out of the Uber, the Uber driver looked at me and he said, don't ever let anyone talk to you like that. Oh, and then heard? I sobbed even harder. He heard the, like, yeah. it was on like speaker. Yeah. <laughs> and then I sobbed and I walked in and then Jason walked in and I I was FaceTiming my dad trying to calm down. And then Jason was saw me and I was like, I'm a mess. I'm just going through it. And he was like, great. I'm a mess too. I just came from like a charity event where I cried. And then we just kind of like clicked. But I, I wasn't attracted to him on the podcast. I remember who was there, Olivia? Yeah. There you know why Olivia was there? Why? Because I was scared of Sean and I wanted a buffer because he was being weird about me podcasting with a bachelor dude being single. So I was like, fine, I'll bring a buffer. Wait, even though you were broken up, he was trying yeah. to control the situation? Yeah. Wow. I mean, a little I, toxic. We both were. Mm. I don't want to put it all on him. Yeah. I was very toxic too. To yeah. Him. Yeah. So Olivia was there. Yeah. And but OK, so you're saying you weren't attracted then, but people... The, the story is told that like there was like some talking chemistry there. Total chemistry. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We had great chemistry. Yeah. Like I always think about. Oh my God. Um, his worst fear happened. Sean's worst fear happened. I know. I know. Oh my God. And even with the buffer. I know. Yeah. Oh my God. He probably manifested it somehow. Yeah. Sometimes you like. Yeah. It's like wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Concentrate on something yeah, yeah, else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So talking chemistry, but you weren't like I want to. Well, because I think about like my chemistry with Artem from Dancing with the Stars. Just because it's chemistry doesn't mean it's sexual, right? And that's what I felt with Jason. I was like, we have insane chemistry, but I wasn't thinking like I want to jump his bones. Yeah. It was more like, wow, just really easy to talk to, yeah. and what an incredible guy. And then we just kept talking from the podcast on, and like then it just turned texting into something. and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then how did it go from like friends to more? Oh, duh, because he. A girl that worked for some hockey team, I can't remember what hockey team, I want to say Boston maybe, had reached out to him like to go on dates, like, hey, we should go out or whatever. And then Jason sent her Instagram profile to me and he's like, this girl's asking me on dates, should I go? And I was like, oh, and I was like, nair. And then I went, oh, okay. oh, that you were like jelly. Yeah. I was like, I don't want you to go. And then I was like, OK. Was he that whole time, though, wanting and you weren't? Yeah. Like, you could feel that, like, he would want to. I think he was trying more. to respect the zone of, like, I was just totally putting up, him yeah. in a friend zone. We just broke up. And he was, like, kind of getting sick of just being in the friend zone. So he was like, would this bug her? And then he sent it to me. And I was like, that bugs me. And then we're like, okay. <laughs> so how long were you friends before you, like, started dating? Probably, like, four months. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah. That's I, a long well, let's time. think about it. It was... October. It was October, November, December. Yeah, it was four months. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Did you do you feel like you didn't get enough time to be single now that you're like going to get married too? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. But it's, it's just weird like how things happen. You can't well, when plan you them. go on when you're the bachelorette and you date that many guys, you're kind of over dating. <laughs> like right. I'm like, right. I, I'm like, I don't really need to be single. I've dated so many guys yeah. that I'm like, eh, I don't really care to be single. You know what I'm wondering about you? Because I can't remember. Because I can't imagine you doing this. Did you say all the chuggy bachelor things when you were bachelorette? Were you like. Probably. I like, I tried not to. Like, I remember trying not to. What are the words? Like, like journey. Amazing journey. Like I'm here I'm for the right reasons. Right. I'm starting to fall in love with you. Yeah. There are different categories. I remember trying so hard not to. 
And like I know you hear it all the time. Like I, I, when I went on, I was almost trying to be too cool on that show. <laughs> like I was like, I'm not going to say the dumb stuff that they yeah. always say. I'm not going to be involved in the drama. I'm yeah. not going to fall in love right away. Yeah. I'm not going to cry. Today's episode is sponsored by Jenny Kane. Y'all know it. Y'all love it. She just makes amazing clothes, sweaters. My clogs are from there. So even though the weather outside is really cold, I mean, in New York, especially Jenny Kane is your go to shopping destination for classic, comfortable and California inspired clothes. So she has amazing cashmere knit sweaters to incredibly comfortable slippers. You never want to take off everyday elevated basics. And it just everything is just so cozy and chic. And like, what was that TikTok trend? Like grandma, coastal, whatever. That's the vibe. So for a limited time, my listeners are getting 15% off their entire order. So go to JennyKane.com and the code is not skinny to get 15% off. I have her shearling clogs, which like I'm obsessed with. And it's wild that they're so cozy that even in New York and 20 degrees, I can wear them without socks. And I don't care if you're grossed out, it's clogs. So I can wear them without socks. Okay. If you haven't tried their shirling lined mock clogs or their shirling mules, then you haven't felt true comfort. Suede and shirling give such an elevated touch and they really go with everything. Like whether you're dressing it up with like a pair of jeans, I love how a pair of jeans is dressing it up for me or wearing sweatpants. So find your forever pieces at jennykane.com slash not skinny. My listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code not skinny at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at Jenny J. E-N-N-I, Kane is K-A-Y-N-E dot com slash not skinny. Promo code not skinny. New year, new me and new clothes with Jenny Kane. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Okay, so you got some cool opportunities. Another thing you talked about a lot listening to your podcast, I remember, is like you wanted to go on Dancing with the Stars. Mm -hmm. It was a thing that happened for a lot of people that came out of the show because of ABC, ABC. Someone put like a fucking foot in your way. Yeah. That's a saying. Somebody put a... Somebody... Someone was stopping you. Yeah. Someone wasn't letting that happen. Yeah. Why? Robert Fleiss. Mike Fleiss. Mike Fleiss. So... First of all, it's so funny. My relationship with Mike Fleiss is so interesting because, again, with my age, I'm getting softer. And for people I used to hate, I know, you used now to be I ang- have You used compassion. to be angry about it. I remember you used to be, like, angry about it. I was so angry. Mm-hmm. And now— You're like, I'm a dancer. Yeah, I'm a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me dance. <laughs> yeah, I was so angry because— I felt that show was very sexist in the first place. They don't pay the bachelorettes the same as they pay the bachelors. They give the bachelors more opportunity. They slut shamed the hell out of me. But if a guy does it and it's part the the people who create the show, but it's part of the audience as well. So I was so annoyed because Sean Lowe had done Dancing with the Stars. Chris Souls did Dancing with the Stars. And the only bachelorette that had ever done it was Trista Sutter. But she was the first bachelorette and they were really trying to promote the show. It was a long time ago. Yeah. And so when I came off the show and I got an offer to go on Dancing with the Stars, I was, I don't know TV. I don't know contracts. I'm like a little Canadian who's never been involved in this stuff. So I was like, I'll do it. I didn't know that I had to like check with the creator of the show. I was still under contract. So I was like, 
yeah, great. And then all of a sudden I got a message or an email from someone. I can't remember who it was. And they were like, you're not allowed to do the show, the Dancing with the Stars. And I was like, I'm supposed to fly to New York like in two days to be announced on Good Morning America. What do you mean I'm not doing the show? And they were like, yeah, Fly says no, like you're still under contract, so you can't do it. And instead of being like, okay, I was like, why? And then I was like, put me in touch with him. Somebody did. Okay. Looking back at the contract, did it say anywhere that you like can't do the show specifically? It didn't say I can't do the show specifically, but it did say that they have to have the right of refusal for me to do other things. And I was not taking no for an answer. I called assistants. I called the production studio. I was like, put me in touch. He's on the phone. Oh, he can't talk. I was like, I'll wait. I'll wait. Put him on the phone. Like you physically called. Oh, yeah. And I finally got in touch with Fleiss and I said, why can I not do Dancing with the Stars? And he goes, Caitlin, I'm just sick of people wanting fame after my show. And I said, but you've let other bachelors do it. Ew, dancing that's is a, a gross fucking reason. Well, wait for it. I said, dancing has been a passion of mine my whole life. And he said, well, Sean should be your passion now. And I was like, I'm going to throw him. But he never liked me in the first place. He didn't want me to be the bachelorette. A couple of the producers had to convince him. And then now fast forward to I was just at the finale for the last season, Gabby and Rachel's and saw Fleiss. And yeah. he wanted you could tell he wanted to avoid me. But I just walked right up to him and I was like, hey. And he's like, Caitlin, he's like really proud of everything you've done. You, like, Was it a closure moment? Yeah. And I was like, cool, cool. Because I was like, you know what? I could have shut my mouth and I could have not tweeted and called him a sexist piece of shit. But I did. And I was like, I'm standing by how I feel. Yeah. Women need the same opportunity as the men. And I got somewhere from it. And I'm proud of myself for it. And you ended up fucking doing it and winning it. And then I won. (laughs) Well, like, that's that's something you wanted to do and you ended up doing it. Yeah. That probably felt so good. It was one of the coolest moments of my whole life. Because I used to grow up watching that show with my mom. I love dancing. My mom was a professional ballerina. And I just always like dreamt of doing something with dancing. I believe he said we're sick of people wanting want, like, like like it or not, that's happening now. Like, and that does good things for your show. Because those people then gain fame. Then they have the numbers to bring in more viewers and keep loyal. That's like really gross. I'm like kind of. Ugh, yeah, that's gross. And then you hosted. So here's the thing, though. Yeah. You've talked some shit yeah. about Bachelor people. Yeah. About Mike. Sometimes. I don't even remember if you used to say things about Chris, but you were upset with the with the with the franchise sometimes. Yeah. But they give you opportunities, which is pretty cool. They didn't for a while. Yeah. And then they did because I think they saw like, well, she speaks her mind whether we like it or not. And people, it's always about ratings. Yeah. So if she's kept an audience for this long, let's give her a shot at doing the hosting because these people are so loyal. So I think they were like, oh, let's see what happens. And Bennett, one of the executive producers, he was one of my main producers as a bachelorette. And I've always got along really well with him. And he always kind of believed in me and he gave me the shot for hosting. Did you like it? I loved it. I felt like that's where I was supposed to be in life. I thought I was going to do it for a long time. I really did. What, how many seasons was it? Two? Two. And then what? They just decided not to bring you back? I was on the tour bus for Dancing with the Stars and I remember I had to take a meeting and I was in the back of the bus and Rob Mills and uh, Bennett called me and I thought they were going to be like, all right, so you're our new host. And they were like, well, you probably you know saw this coming, but we can't have you anymore. And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> 
I like had all the confidence in the world. Yeah. And so they were like, yeah, we just, we need a more consistent host. And so we're going with Jesse Palmer. And Which I was, like, was out of left field, no? I was like, well, you're making a mistake. Not because I don't like Jesse. Yeah. I think he's actually an incredible host. And you thought you wanted the the thing with Tasha where both of you were supporting mm-hmm. to be. Wait, no, you and Tasha did it by yourselves. Mm-hmm. For so, Michelle's season. Michelle and Katie. Michelle and Katie, you yeah. did by yourselves. Mm-hmm. We, then we were done. Oh, that was the only yeah. thing? Yeah. So did you think you would get it like alone maybe? I did. Mm. I did because at the end, I Tasha had COVID and couldn't make it for the finale for the After the Final Rose live taping. Mm. And everyone was shitting their pants like... Caitlin's up there alone. She can go rogue. Like, who knows where this chick's a liability. Yeah. And I was like, I am going to do my best I can. Yeah. And I felt so good about it. And at the end, they were like, wow, you did really well. And then. So how do you explain that? Like, why? How did they decide on Jesse Palmer? I again, I think they just wanted a more consistent role where it was like someone that's going to host The Bachelor, The Bachelorette and Paradise. And you couldn't do that? I don't think they wanted me to. Oh, so what do you mean they wanted them more consistent? I don't know. Someone mm. that's like. You're like, I'm just saying. I'm, like, like, I'm just saying what I was told. So Chris Harrison, <laughs> we talked about this before. He has a podcast. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened, but I've gotten cliff notes from different people. He was talking about people that reached out to him. He's naming names. Well, your name didn't come up. I told it didn't. You. I reached out to him. Oh, it didn't. I'm surprised he actually didn't say anything. So he didn't bring up my name. I don't think so. Oh. He didn't. I told you he he mentioned Nick's name. Mm-hmm. He mentioned that he thought Wells should get it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the job. Yeah. Which I guess makes it. He was also in the family. Yeah. Like, Wells is amazing. So it's interesting that it's, it's hard because like sometimes when you work places and this was like work, it's like something doesn't really make sense. And you just have to like accept. I know because you're like, there's always a reason in the higher ups that I won't ever know about. Yeah. But I was I'm I am shocked that Chris never said anything because so when they offered, first of all, when all of that went down with him and Rachel, Rachel is a dear friend of mine. And I didn't agree with how Chris was talking to her yeah. in that interview. And but Chris is also a dear friend of mine. So I remember, I, I remember you podcasting with him and like you guys were close. Oh, he to me, one of my like I always said if, when Jason proposes, he has to ask my dad, my stepdad and Chris Harrison. Stop. Yeah. So what happened? So I was like, OK, when this all went down, I reached out to Rachel and I reached out to Chris and I said, what you did was wrong. You know that. I understand there's so much more to it. But what do you want me to do to support you while also standing up for what I believe in? And then he called and we talked and he just said, like, yeah, I don't want anyone to really get involved or whatever. Like, it's it's hard. So I understand that you have to, you know, say what you need to say. And I was like, well, I, I don't agree with what you said, but you know that. But well, moving on. Then they offered me the position to come in. And what they said, the Bachelor franchise said it was to mentor Katie. Yeah. I wouldn't be replacing Chris. Right. So then all these articles started coming out saying Caitlin Bristow and Tasha Adams replacing Chris Harrison. And so I messaged Chris probably 10 times without him responding. And that is so not like him to me. And I know he had, it's not about me. It's like, not about what, did what you I, want. His, he had his own. No, I just wanted him to know that I thought he was irreplaceable and that I wouldn't didn't want to step on toes. Oh. And so I was like, you're irreplaceable. I I don't know what my role is. They said it was a mentor, but now I'm seeing articles about how I'm replacing you and I just that makes me feel icky. And then he didn't write back. And then I was like, okay, well now I'm panicking. Why didn't you write me back? And then he didn't write me back. And then I was like, I'm on my period. Am I being emotional? But like, <laughs> do you hate me? And then he didn't write back. And then I was like, can you call me? And then he didn't write back. 
And then I was like, okay, he hates me. And we were like best friends and now he hates me. And then I saw him at Wells and Sarah's wedding and I walked up to him and I was like, I miss you. And he's like, well, I've always been here. And I'm like, no, you haven't. <laughs> you responded to me in like forever. Yeah. So yeah, that was tough. So you didn't get answers. No. How could he not like you for taking a job? So I don't think it was actually about me if I can remove, again, my ego. I'm like, you're getting and... me fucking hot today, <laughs> Caitlin. Now I understand. I shot a tequila before, No, yeah. but no, but it's just like, how could he, like, how could he? Have you ever read The Four Agreements? No. Okay. Well, one of the four agreements to try and live by in life is to not take anything personally. And right, I had like to, it's his. It's not. It's, it's a, it wasn't about me. Yeah. I, I think he was going through so much in his life. And he was like, he lost 20 pounds. He was depressed. He was. No, obviously. But there was a reason why. But I mean, yeah, I think he was definitely. It's in, not about you, obviously. But, but there was a reason why you, he didn't consider you a safe person, a close yeah, person. Yeah, I was anymore. really, I was really, I bawled my eyes out about it because I was like like you lost it, that friend. friendship just felt like it went down the toilet and Do it you was think never he thick. was mad about you not supporting him publicly no because it was more about taking how, his role. how do you what support did he want that people publicly? to say no to opportunities right I would oh my god I mean it's not like he didn't you know I wasn't Nick where I was smelling blood in the water yeah and I so was that's like, what he was saying I was telling Kaylin before we me. started one of the things he said on the podcast was that there were a lot of people that didn't wait a second like yeah. agents were reaching out. Oh, I never and, reached out to anyone and, and and trying to get to get. I mean, because it was a it's a coveted position oh, to get like and people always thought like he'll do it till he dies. Yeah. And then like it's tough, too, because I think he told me on my podcast that he would retire around the age of 42, 43. And this was around that time. And that's his legacy now. So I think he was probably really crushed that like he wanted to go out on top when he was, yeah. you know, and then that's how people are going to remember him. It's yeah. really tough. Yeah. So I think it was just all him going yeah. through his own stuff. And I don't think it was my fault. Yeah. But I think he. Did you like congratulate him for his engagement with Lauren and stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. I congratulated him on the podcast, everything. Yeah. Did he answer? Yeah. He oh, did. so since seeing him at the wedding, he's like answered you. Yeah. But it's not the same. It's right. like distant. Right. Okay. So is Bachelor Nation, which you're a part of, like a love-hate thing for you? Are you like, ugh, but like it's part of your journey kind of thing? It's more love for Mm -hmm. sure. I never want to be like, I don't want to be afraid of the hand that fed me. I don't care to bite it because I will stand up for what I believe in. And if like right is right to me and wrong is wrong. And I understand it's a TV show and I can't always align with that. I don't believe in a I got really excited because I saw potential for the growth and evolution of that show with the times. And then I saw them kind of go backwards. So it is a love hate relationship in a certain way. But like the majority is love because it changed my life. And because there are so many incredible people in that franchise. And there are a lot of good producers. Just of, think of any industry. There's yeah. freaking weasels and slime balls yeah. in every industry. And there's a lot in that industry. Are you too. committed to watching no matter what? Well, yeah. Are you going to watch Zach's season? I am. I thought about it. But then I looked at the numbers on my podcast and you know what? My <laughs> podcast just does better when I'm talking about oh, The Bachelor. Really? So, yeah. They want your opinion on yeah. that. See, she's a business oriented <laughs> bee. Should I go back to watching? I didn't watch. So I only skipped Rachel and Gabby season. I yeah. couldn't do the two. I was like, I can't do it. Nothing against these two women. Yeah. They're incredible. Yeah. I didn't like that season at all because I felt so lost in it the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what relationship is this? And yeah. who am I? It's enough to keep track of. 
37 dudes. I didn't feel connected to the relationships at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what's with them now? Like, are they both broken up? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So maybe I'll watch if you're watching. And you were saying Becca um, Kufrin is one of your, one of your favorite people. She is. Is there a least favorite? Of, like out of of anyone? Yeah. All Bachelor Nation. God, probably. Let me think about this. I've never not gotten along with any of them. Oh, that's good. I try and think of even like the people that were like guys on my season that were so like emasculated or like bothered when I broke up with them. But I don't know. I get along with everybody. I would have to like look through a list and be like, like, okay, maybe that's my least favorite. And do like the burn book. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. I love your cue cards. Okay. I have to just go off my phone. I usually bring my computer, but I'm going to be like. I know. That's why I do the little flash cues. So you're really open about like Botox filler stuff. And Mm -hmm. I feel like you get some heat for it sometimes. Totally. You did a, I saw on your TikTok, a really like emotional video. Oh, the what you want. Yeah. And it was like too skinny. You were like removing all these layers of shit people say about you. So as much as you are loved by so many, you do get some like heat. People Mm -hmm. be like too much Botox, too much. How do you feel about it? Like, what's your take? Why are people talking about it so much? Do you feel like, like what's going on with that? I think. I think there's this ridiculous standard for women to look the same as they did when they were first on the show. So people got to know me as 29-year-old Caitlin, and they want me to stay that young-looking, innocent, little, naive girl. Yeah. And everybody changes over seven years. Yeah. And yes, I've gotten Botox, and yes, I've gotten fillers, and I've never gone under the knife, but people seem to think I do. But I love Botox and fillers. Yeah. It, like it makes me feel rested. It makes me feel like I look refreshed. There's two sides of it. I love it. And I also know it's an insecurity. And I need to ask myself sometimes why I am doing that. Yeah. So when people come at me for the Botox and fillers, I'm like, I get it. I do look different. And you're just trying to hurt my feelings. And yeah. sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. So I'm like, I try and think of it as if those haters went away, I'd be like, oh, what am I doing wrong? I'm not like yeah. doing something like I, I don't mind having haters. Really? No, I don't mind. Sometimes it really gets again like I'm all over the map because if I'm on my period, it'll make me cry. No, I know. Sometimes you will post like, you know, OK, Donna or yeah, like, yeah, like sometimes yeah, I find yeah. it comical. Sometimes like I feel like it does really depend on the mood. Some days you feel like so empowered. Someone could say the worship to you and you're like, whatever. Everyone loves yeah. me. And then another day, someone will literally be like, is your shirt on weird? And you're like, oh, why? Yeah. <laughs> I was already insecure about my shirt being yeah. on weird. And now you're pointing yeah. it out. So it depends on the day. It depends on the day. It but, really depends on the day. But it's a lot because I feel like people don't talk about looks today. Right. Like, yeah. I feel comfortable talking about people's like what they're wearing. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even think celebrities would be offended nowadays. You know, it's like, yeah, you're wearing something could have been a better dress. It's something you're wearing. Yeah. But I feel like people don't really talk about looks. They do and they don't. Yeah. I guess I'm just like, I feel like people really talk about my looks. And I'm always like, why are we just so focused on like my favorite comeback is when people are commenting on my looks. I'm like, well, it's what's on the inside that matters, Donna. Right. And then they're like. How do you fight back on that? You know? Right, right. But I just, I know, like, I, I mean, part of the reason I'm going to a inner child retreat for therapy is that my whole life I did think looks was the most important thing. And I was in a dance studio comparing my body to other girls. And I do know that that's an issue for me. I'd love to figure out why. Like, I would love to not be poking my face every six weeks to try and look better. Because Six weeks? Isn't it like three months? 
<laughs> I, I just did Botox for the first time. Well, it's coming back though. See? Oh, that's okay. I like a little movement. Yeah. No, it's a cute little movement. I yeah. haven't done fillers. Yeah. I I mean, you don't need, you have beautiful lips. Thank you. The yeah. lips I wouldn't need. No, you look But where do you lips. get it? In your lips and where else? And cheeks. I haven't done cheeks in a long time because I actually do feel like they are a little bit overfilled, to be honest, mm. right now. I probably won't touch my cheeks for years. For years? Yeah. I will do Botox every like, I feel like I do it every six to eight weeks. Yeah. But that's. Do you know that somebody called it skincare? Do somebody you agree with that? Listen, I tried it for the first time. Imagine after years of me like seeing this thing, not knowing what it yeah. is, like. I did it for the first time. I'm an anxious person, especially when it comes to like shit like that. And it gave me no anxiety. Yeah. Uh, and then I woke up literally the next day, even though she said it would take like five days. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it was magic. Yeah. I was like, this is fucking. I think it's scary. Like, it's it's magic. Yeah. And and I really I think I've judged people before. Mm-hmm. I think I've judged when it's like you're 23 years old. I get that. And you freeze your face. Yeah. I went in for an appointment because I really started seeing my 11s like. Mm-hmm etching a deep line. Yeah. And I was like, I'm I've I've been even waited too long because yeah. now it's etched forever. So I don't remember who said it. Maybe it was like, but I was like, oh, I love that it's like part of a skincare yeah. routine. So I, I kind of like that. It's just all so it just depends. Like I would never want my niece to turn 22 and think she needs to do that. Yeah. I started I truly my forehead looked like a pack of hot dog wieners like at the age of 26. Like I had severe for sure. For real. Yes. And even when I wasn't making an expression like my girlfriend who does not do Botox, she's wait. Did you have Botox before the show? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. She's my girlfriend is 40 and she's never done a thing to her face and she doesn't want to. And she thinks aging naturally is beautiful. And I respect the hell out of that. When I did my forehead, she said, I get why you did that. Wait, did you watch Emily in Paris? No. Oh, my God. Should I? Because like there is sometimes with actresses that you watch and you're like, wow, her face is frozen. Some like, you notice these things. Yeah. And there are some actors that you're like, your forehead lines are distracting me. Yes. From the film. Especially (laughs) after you've gotten it. I've (laughs) started really like looking at everyone and being like, you got it. You didn't. Oh, man, Um, mine were bad. So some actors Somebody wrote like about Emily in Paris, like <laughs> Emily needs to get Botox. And it made me crack up because I was like, oh, my God, I was staring at her forehead <laughs> the entire time. Like, I love some movement, but it was it was it was the wieners that you it were was, saying. Yes, I had, um, that. I had the wieners. Another thing that you're really open about is your anxiety. Yeah. So what's up with that now? God, it's gotten so much better. Good. Yeah. Are I you don't... on daily meds? Yeah. What kind? Selexa. Is that like an SSRI? Yeah. Oh, it is. Uh huh. I love I call her my best friend. Z. Oh, my God. I call my Zola like Z. Yeah, and it's funny. Did your relationship change with it? Like when you got on it, were you like, oh, I can't believe I have to be on a drug to like be OK? No, it didn't face me at all. Really? Yeah. You were like, love I was you. like, yeah, because I was like, that's how what volume did to me. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll pop anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was like when I started, I was like, I'm, I guess I'm more dramatic. I was just like, <laughs> why? I looked at the bottle and I was like, I can't believe to start the day, you know, I need this. Yeah. And now I'm kind of like, it's like your little baby. It's just, it changed my life. Yeah. I honestly could look back at all of my relationships now and it was clockwork. It was every time I was PMSing, I would ruin relationships. I would ruin them. And I would have bad meltdowns, like childlike behavior. Yeah. And I was always like, what is wrong with me? And to be honest, I actually thought I had bipolar disorder for a long time. I was like, there's something that just switches in me. And then I realized it was PMDD, which is premenstrual depression disorder. Mm. And then I was like, could going on an SSRI help with that? So I tried it and it 
completely changed my life. So, so it was more for around the period that you yep, were that's getting That's really that? the only time that I go dark. And then I have so much freaking empathy for people that actually feel depression every day because I'm like, I cannot imagine feeling that way every yeah. day. And what about anxiety? Anxiety comes and goes. Like for it, it is a lot around my period as well. Yeah. Which is interesting, but those hormones, so, man, they fuck you up. Oh my gosh. And hormones it's so are such unpredictable. a powerful thing. It's wild. It blows my mind every time because I'm like, and you can't prepare yourself for it. I'm like, I don't know. It could come in like five minutes and I wouldn't know. And that's so scary. Because <laughs> isn't it, you can get mad if like your boyfriend or husband or partner would be like, are you really bitchy? Because you're getting it. And sometimes it's oh. like on point and totally. you're like, you fucking bitch. Y- yeah. Yeah. How does Jason handle it? He's pretty good. Like, yeah, yeah I think at first let me tell you something about Jason. He's only other, ever had one other relationship in his life and it was for five years and they never lived together. So this was like really new for him. Plus he has a brother and his mom is like, like she's just an angel, an angel. And if, if anything, like if her emotions were ever up and down, she could control them. And I'm like, what does that feel like? <laughs> and so he was really like taken aback by some things with me, but yeah. I also own everything where I'm like, well, this is who I am. So he's gotten a lot better because he's able to understand more because I do so much research on hormones and depression and anxiety. And I've done so much like self-work on it that he appreciates yeah. like, that you're working on. It. Yeah. OK, <laughs> so you have your wine. Yes. Spades, spades and sparrows. Yeah. You have your scrunchie brand do. Mm-hmm. You have your podcast. What are the goals? What are like dreams? <sighs> Are you just like, I'm happy doing what I'm doing? Is there like anything well big that you're doing to do next? So I really thought I was going to be hosting. Now my dream is to host Dancing with the Stars. Like me and Alfonso would crush it. Oh, that would be so cool. But. Or judge. I mean, I would. That Imagine would be you're like, I am the judge. They'd be like, okay. I, I don't think I could be a judge because I've never done ballroom dancing until that show. So I don't even know like all the terms. Mm. But I just want. Okay, so. I used to think I need to do as much as possible. And I did. And then this year, my 2023, like the word of 2023 last year for me, it was intention, which I don't know. I don't know if I even did that. But this year, it's clarity. I just want to feel so clear on what I'm doing and why. Mm -hmm. And I want to always grow the podcast. It's my favorite thing to do. I want to get spaded sparrows everywhere that you can possibly imagine. Like just anytime you're in a liquor store, it's like next to the Josh cab. And then do so hard because there, you can only sell so many scrunchies. It was a trend. Yeah. So I'm like trying to decide if I want to keep it or like if that was just a really fun thing that I did yeah. for a couple of years. Like turn do into like something else. Like maybe like other- hair care almost like mm. a silk scrunchie and pillowcases like yeah. something to really protect your hair. Yeah. I'm trying to decide that right now. But I also have been really having an itch to get back on TV. Which is so funny. I never thought I would say that. Really? Like in what way though? Like I would like, love to have my own show that's like really like for women. Well, it's actually for everybody. Why did you but never think you would say that? You love to entertain. I think I was just so jaded by the production oh, of mm-hmm. Bachelor. And then. Isn't it so hard to say your dreams out loud though? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I always feel like ridiculous I get saying that, the though. big thing that you really want. No, you should. Like, I know. I feel like I've just maybe been able to say it, but I I feel like the imposter syndrome that you were talking about. I, so I don't that. think I have the imposter syndrome. I hate labels. Um, <laughs> I get it. But it's like 
those things, I'm like to say it when it's something also, it's not like I'm trying to be like an accountant. Yeah. I'm trying to be this like annoying thing that so many people want to, you know, it's like that thing where I'm like, you look from the outside in yeah. and you're like, you can go, kind of cringe, but you're like, no, but you're like, it's not like you're saying that and you're fucking like not doing anything of the sort. I think you should say the most ridiculous dreams you could you ever should. have. Because I always say, <laughs> maybe I said this on Jason's podcast, was like, you got to be a little bit delusional to like yes. have success. I agree. In any industry, but especially in this, like think that you can yeah. be on TV, yeah. have your own show. It's like the inner voice, like, who do you think you are? And then you have to answer that and be like, no, 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 I can fucking do it. I agree. I have the most delusional vision board when I was 25 of what I wanted to do in life. And it was literally like have my own radio show, be an entrepreneur, get on TV, have a golden retriever. I wanted a 69 custom built Bronco, which I get it in February. Hey. Like it's you got to be delusional. Wow. I love that. I love that. Kaylin Bristow, be uh-huh. delusional. Okay. I'm so happy you were on the show. Thank you for having me. It was me. like a dream come true. It was on my 20. See, did you say board. it out loud? I've said it. Yeah. in emails that weren't responded to. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe I need to <laughs> I look back. back and look. I need to do a Chris Harrison name dropping <laughs> episode. <laughs> These are the people that. OK. Yeah. Caitlin, thank you. Thank this was you. so fun. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.